everyone. This is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today, I have an excerpt from a special presentation for our Lipedema membership group, The Tribe. In this excerpt, Angeline Peterson, a physical therapist in Idaho who specializes in pelvic floor dysfunction, describes what the pelvic floor is and what its purpose is. I want you to feel like you're a patient with me and I'm gonna explain things as if you were here with me. And that's how I wanna proceed forward as if you were a patient with me. So I just wanna start off with what is the pelvic floor? A lot of people are like, oh, go to physical therapy. They can work on incontinence. They can work with pain in the pelvic floor. And I have a lot of questions when people come in. Well, what's this pelvic floor? The pelvic floor is actually, and I have this beautiful model, a group of 12 different muscles. So there's 24 muscles in the pelvic floor. That's quite a few, and that's a lot of things that can go wrong, whether they're tight or they're weak, and those are things we can work on. So a lot of times, the first thing I'll educate clients on is understanding all these muscles in this region. So I want everyone to cup their hands. As you cup your hands, this is your pelvic floor. Think of it as a hammock, okay? Your hammock might be tied to some trees in the beautiful tropical beach somewhere, right? And you need to have a really strong hammock to hold you up. If your hammock isn't strong enough, it sags into the sand, right? So your hands drop. If the hammock's too strong, you're not gonna be able to sit on there comfortably. It's gonna be pushing you up, right? So think about the pelvic floor as this hammock. Another way to think of it is your bladder as a water balloon, okay? Think about holding a water balloon in your hands right now. And somebody keeps filling it up and filling it up and filling it up. And eventually you're not going to hold that water balloon anymore. So the pelvic floor just starts to drop, right? And that's where we get that sensation of, I got to go to the bathroom. Am I going to make it? Am I going to leak? And that's where we kind of get that incontinence from. Are these muscles not holding? So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll figure out if your muscles are strong and what's going on. Are you having leakage? Are you unable to make it to the bathroom? Are you coughing? Are you sneezing? And little squirts are coming out. Are you having pain with intercourse? Are you having pain in that perineal area? And those are all things that we work on. So a lot of times during the examination, I'll also ask if anybody has lower back pain. And a lot of times we do, whether we're constipated and that's putting pressure on your back, or if you've had chronic back pain over the years from injury, if you're having deterioration in the back. And why I tie in the back is this is your tailbone. So this is that bone down towards the bottom between your butt cheeks. There are several groups of muscles that come off the bone here. If any of these muscles are tight, that can put a lot of pressure on your spine. There's also these muscles that attach to your hip, okay? If you have any limitations with hip, like pain or weakness, and there's a rotation in the hip component, that can put a lot of pressure on those muscles as well. So during an examination, I would check strength of your hips, your legs, I would assess for any lower back pain because that can put a lot of pressure on the pelvic floor. 
So a lot of times when we have leakage, it can be from certain foods or certain medications or water that we intake throughout the day. Now, I know that there's a certain diet or modification to our foods that a lot of you ladies have probably done, right, to kind of help with lipedema. And so maybe some of these foods aren't on your list anymore, which is great, so we don't have to worry about them. But I did kind of want to give you a little rundown that certain citrus foods, if you have like oranges or grapes or guava, any of those delicious fruits, that's going to irritate your bladder. And by that, I mean the bladder is going to stimulate in a way that if you have those foods, it wants to go more. It's going to want to leak out a little bit more. And that's where I, it's so important to help strengthen those muscles to help support the bladder and tell it, hey, you know what, you're okay, you can hold out for a little bit. A couple quick facts as far as bladder control capacity wise 16 ounces is what it can hold. Now, some of us might have smaller bladders, some of us might have trained it to extend out and hold more, but on average about 16 ounces. When you factor in how much water that our body needs to absorb, so 80% for all the organs, you can hold a bladder capacity for about three to four hours. And that's how often we typically should be going to the bathroom. Now I see a lot of people that are going every hour, every two hours, because it's really hard to hold it in. And that's where we come into play to help strengthen those muscles and figure out what's going on so you can help hold that fluid a little bit longer. If I have any alcoholic beverages or coffee or milk products, even tea, that can also stimulate the bladder. Okay. So a lot of times that first session is I'll have you record your intake over three days. How much water are you having? How much, what kind of food are you having? How much of the food? And then we go over that and see if any of that could be causing the bladder to overstimulate. I might be a little biased, but I feel like the pelvic floor muscles are the most important muscles in the body. And I'm sure most people would agree. It helps support us, it keeps us up, and it keeps our bladder happy. Thank you, Angeline. That was a wonderful webinar. Really valuable information, sometimes uncomfortable to talk about, but it really can have an impact on your quality of life. And thank you also to you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. On Instagram, you can tag at Amazon Music and use hashtag podcasts on Amazon Music, and then Amazon will share or repost it wherever possible. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement just to let you know our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to 
lipedema-simplify.org and be sure to click the link to get more information and we'll see you there.